Hi, everybody. Welcome to Orange Slice. Uh, our guest this week is Dr. Stephen Collins. Uh, quick correction up front. Uh, after we recorded this episode, due to inclement weather, the Martin Luther King Jr. Day Parade was moved from January 15th to January 27th. So if you want to be involved in that parade, you can still email stephen.collins at okstate.edu. But it is a January 27th event, uh, not the January 15th that we originally said that was moved due to weather. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Orange Slice, the podcast of OSU Oklahoma City. I'm Matthew Price. I'm here with Dr. Stephen Collins, the uh, lead professor of political science here at OSU OKC. He's also the sponsor of several clubs, uh, is involved with many events. And one of the events we wanted to talk about right off the gate is uh, the MLK Day Parade. But let me first introduce Dr. Stephen Collins and uh, welcome to Orange Slice. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I think it's wonderful that you all are doing this. So, yeah, so, yeah, we wanted, because uh, as you're watching this, it'll be January, so we want to get people to know about the MLK Day Parade and OSU OKC's involvement, because we'd like for people to be to take a step and be involved in this, if possible. Absolutely. We would love to have as many people as we could from our own community here at OSU OKC or from the community at large. We would like for them to come down and march with us in solidarity. But I want to give, if I'm allowed, a little details on what's oh, going to happen. Oh, that would be Perfect. Um, and so the MLK uh, parade is held downtown Oklahoma City the third Monday of every year. Um, that's the national holiday mandate. It's, it's the third Monday. Uh, and this year, in 2024, we're fortunate because it's MLK's actual birthday. His actual birthday right. is January 15th uh, in 1929 when he was born. And so the Black Students Association, since I've had the job here, we've marched in that parade. And this year, the students want to do a float. So wish us luck. Uh, we're putting together the float, but we'd like nothing better than to have um, at least 20 or 30 people from our OSU community, OSU OKC community to march with us in solidarity. Okay, that is terrific. Now, do they, should they email you or meet yes. you down there? What's the best way yes. to kind of figure it all out? They can email me at Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N dot Collins, C-O-L-L-I-N-S at okstate.edu if they're interested, or they can just show up downtown Oklahoma City, January 15th, 2024, at 2 p.m. and literally follow the crowds. All right. And you will have no trouble finding the OSU OKC group. Okay. We'll have signage up. All right. Terrific. And you've done this for how many years now? It's about 10 years that I've done it with my BSA students. Um, we sort of almost see it as something that that's the least we can do is go downtown and march with everyone. And like I said, the students want to do something different this year with the float. Um, and so I think that's going to add a nice touch to it. So okay. we'll need people to drive with us in the van, and we'll have someone pulling the trailer, and we'll have people just marching on the street. We'll be giving out candy to the parade goers as well, and we'll also have voter registration forms. One of our big initiatives is registering new voters, and any opportunity we have to register new voters, we take it. So we'll also register new voters downtown. Terrific. I know we just not too long ago did that uh, for Constitution Day and had, I believe, several people sign up to be voters. Absolutely. We took about 18 applications that day. However, we can't track the ones that they just took the application and they left. Mm -hmm. We can't actually track those. But we're hoping some of the ones that took the application actually followed through. But, you know, like my mom used to say, if you can register one person... The no. event was worth it. There are some uh, 18 votes could swing an election. That's in some right. Cases. I that's mean, right. there's certainly elections where that's happened. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, that is very cool. And do you, uh, I don't know, how, because we're a little bit ahead, but I know we've got Black History Month coming mm-hmm. up and you've got some events here at OSU that we do. Um, do you Absolutely. want to talk about any I would of that love or to, the, the plans? I would for love any of that? to talk about it. There's, I, I, I love the promo here. I love okay. it. Uh, Black History Month is one of the busiest times of the year for me and my clubs, as you can imagine. 
So Black History Month in February for 2024, it is always highlighted by one of the biggest events on campus, Nancy Randolph Davis. Mm -hmm. We always honor her on the last Thursday of February, and we have a treat this year because it's a leap day. It'll be Thursday, February the 29th, and it's going to be 1130 a.m., and I was told that we could have the Impact Center, so cross your fingers for the Impact Center. Uh, uh, The university admin has some plans for that building, Um, and I'm hoping we can still use it. It allows us to put on more of a show instead of people showing up to something that seems like a classroom. So we're hoping that we can have it at our Impact Center here on campus. And it usually runs an hour, 1130 to 1230. And for the listeners who don't know, Nancy Randolph Davis was the first black student to attend the Oklahoma State system. She was admitted to OSU Stillwater. And she enrolled in three classes in home economics. And in all three classes, she was segregated. One class, she was in the back of her classroom. The other class, she sat uh, in the hallway outside of the classroom. And in her third class, she sat in the professor's office who was near the class, and she always struggled to hear, which she had mentioned during her lifetime. I was fortunate to meet her before she passed away in 2015. She mentioned that on one of her assignments, she got the second highest grade on the test, and that was sort of an accomplishment for her considering she was listening from the hallway. Yeah, couldn't hardly hear what's happening. She was very proud of that. So, And I thought it was interesting, just to so your listeners sort of understand, BSA is a group that honors diversity. We value inclusivity and we sort of live by that mantra that Nancy Randolph Davis taught us is that it took everyone when she was in Stillwater um, at that time. As you know, the times were just different. Professors could even be disciplined if their classroom was mixed. Um, and so p- teachers were even hesitant to do the thing that even Goodness. in their mind they knew that was right to do. Yeah. Um, and so she said some of her classmates would invite her over for dinner and they'd study with her. And I think the, the moral of that story is it takes all of us. So some of her white students, at the, uh, classmates at the time, invited her over for dinner, and they'd study with her, and that allowed her to sort of stay up on her studies. So when I say we want people to show up and march with us, it's because it takes us all, right? And we would like nothing better than our OSUOKC family to show up and march with us because historically it shows that it takes us all. It takes a village. All right, terrific. So, yeah, that would be great to email you, get uh, get connected up that way. Um if there are people who are interested maybe in doing more with the BSA, are there ways to connect up there as well? Yes, and they can also use that same email that I previously had, had given uh, to contact me if they're interested in being a part of BSA. You have to be an enrolled student. Um, if you're interested in making a donation to BSA, you can also reach out to me on that email address. We'll also have various other uh, events going on during the month of February. We'll do a recruiting event where people can sign up for BSA. We'll do that in our student center, and we'll have a table up in the student center pretty much the entire month of February because we plan to provide snacks and provide a black history fact. So what we're calling okay. that this year is snacks with a fact. Nice. So you can get a fact, but there'll be a snack attached to it. Um, and then also we're going to put up the Oklahoma History Center's Historically Black Towns exhibit. Okay, great. So that'll be prominently displayed for all 29 days in February in our hub, which is in our student center, our hub area just outside the bookstore, you'll see the huge panels up for the historically black towns. I'm not for sure if the listeners know, but there's still 13 of those that are incorporated. Um, and obviously there's countless others that are unincorporated, mm-hmm. but the, the, uh, the exhibit will give people just a peek into what E.P. McCabe, the historian said that when he came for the land run, um, he mentioned the fact that they sort of wanted to get away from the hostile things that were happening to them in the South. So Oklahoma sort of gave them that opportunity so to, to start anew. Now, some of the townspeople might still know Langston is an incorporated town, but there are more Langstons out there and that people need to be aware of. And like I said, there are still several that are incorporated. There are a ton more that are unincorporated. Yeah, I thought there was some great information on those panels. And I think if you don't know the history of that, you could 
you could learn a lot as Absolutely. far as, you know, people who are coming in, there was some desire to, again, mm-hmm. set up their own community Absolutely. and different things like that. So a lot of really interesting yeah. stuff. People who did a lot of things probably in business and industry that you just maybe don't know the story unless you've uh, investigated specifically. You wouldn't know that. And it wasn't that they necessarily wanted to be separate, but they right. also wanted to be uh, somewhere where they felt safe. Right. And so I think that that's an, an important part of history to denote is that they weren't trying to be separate. They wanted their own spaces because they didn't feel safe in uh, mixed spaces. And so I think that that was critical to remember because you see a lot of the vestiges of that today. I mean, right. Langston as an institution still exists, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but how it got its origins is that people needed to be educated and those institutions provided sort of an open door. And people like Nancy Randolph Davis, um, Ada Lois-Hippiel Fisher down at OU, uh, Mick Lauren at OU in education, the thinking then was that if we sort of apply to all these colleges and they have to spend money to separate us, maybe they'll see the value in having us around, that they won't need a separate engineering school, a separate school of education. Um, I remember Ada Lois Sipiel Fisher in her book, A Matter of Black and White, which I highly recommend, she mentions that they wanted to give her a law school to herself. They wanted to give her a law school of one. Yeah. That's now, if anyone <laughs> knows anything about Jim Crow, it was said that it was separate but equal. And I don't think anyone can argue that a law school of one is equality. That would be cha- challenging in a lot of ways. Because the one thing you learn in law school is the ability to argue. Yeah. And that's hard when you're hard law to school do of when one. you're the only one in there. Absolutely. For sure. Okay, well, so those were some of the highlights that I knew we had coming in here. What other things do you want people to kind of know about? Well, I do want people to know that as an institution, we're here for the community. Um, and I also advise the, blacks, the uh, dance club and the music club. Um, we recently added a chess club. And the message I want to get out there is that when you feel connected and you are involved, it is likely that you stick around. And that's a big key in retention. Um, I urge students out there, if you're struggling at all, get involved. It helps. Um, Because I guarantee you, if you have a passion, there's probably a club for that. And I think meeting people associated with clubs, it keeps people interested socially. um, And it helps having someone that's of like mind, Mm -hmm. right? Someone that likes chess like you do or someone that likes to dance like you, or someone likes to sing like you, if you have an interest, there's probably a, cl- a club on our campus for that. And I urge you to reach out. And that email is for anyone. That's the email for uh, people from the community who are interested in maybe in coming back to school. I can, f- I can then forward them on to the appropriate party. So feel free to use that email if you're interested in any capacity um, at OSU OKC. And just as a recap, I'll run it down. We have the MLK Parade, January 15th at 2 p.m. downtown. And then we also have Nancy Randolph Davis Day. That'll be Thursday, February the 29th at 1130 a.m. on campus at the Impact Center. We'll also be displaying the historically black towns and what we call our hub, which is our student center. That'll be all 29 days. We'll be giving out snacks with a fact um, all 29 days. Well, except the weekends because the university's closed, um, obviously. And BSA will have various panels and recruiting events that month as well. And as it gets closer... People can check the OSUOKC website because we will have those there. They can also check them on Orange Wire. That's right. We'll be definitely sending out information in Orange Wire as uh, as the days get closer. Um, so I would like to thank Dr. Stephen Collins for being here. I think that was some great information. Sounds like we've got a lot going on. Uh, January, February is kind of a busy time. Busy, busy, busy. Um, and we're excited to have everybody coming back to campus. Uh, check out uh, those displays in the hub. Those are some great displays. And we'd love to. I'd love to see a ton of people march with the uh, the float and the parade as well. That would be great, so. right? And I do want to close with something, if I may. Absolutely. Um, I, I'd like to say that the support that we specifically get um, 
from your office is, is staggering. Um, I, I can't tell you the amount of times that I need an event uh, promote or um, I, I need flyers or I need things put on social media and you always sort of jump at the opportunity to help uh, you and your entire team. Uh, nothing but professional, nothing but first class. And I feel like that really helps us on campus when we're putting together events. And I just wanted to say on behalf of me and at least my three clubs, that does not go unnoticed. So we want to say a big thank you for that. Well, thank you. We we've enjoy working with you. Uh, the whole team, uh, we're always like, you know, Dr. Collins will have something good for this. So we're always, always excited to help you and, and get that information out. Because I agree with you that, like, when you're coming back to college or even coming for the first time, if you can get involved, you know, make some friends or some friendly acquaintances or, you know, just people who are connected with you. Absolutely. It makes the whole thing easier. It helps. You're not just swimming by yourself. There's someone like, oh, yeah, I've taken that class or I remember that or I know where that is. Absolutely. Just makes it so much easier. And I love so. it when the students that have been in clubs, they reach back out. And they mm -hmm. tell us how big of an impact it made. That, hey, it helped me being in the Black Students Association. And that I made connections in the club that I'm now using in my job. Right. And that makes me, I mean, that almost gets me emotional. I mean, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So so definitely, if you're just coming to campus for the first time, look for some clubs to join up. Because it will, I think, make a difference and be very helpful to you. So. Um, anyway, I'd like to thank everybody for watching uh, Orange Slice. We've been very gratified by the response so far and just uh, are glad to be bringing these to you. So we will be back next week with more information and facts and entertainment and all kinds of things for you. But uh, for today, for Dr. Stephen Collins, I'm Matthew Price, and thank you for watching or listening.